Hey guys, what's up? This is Mateus Calera, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Nice. Suck it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like someone laid a little fart. <laughs> Thank God, no. My job, damn it. You can have it. Yeah. I could have sworn while well, Vince was going to talk about what he's going to talk about, I figured there was something that Jason and I could. God damn it. We're going to the rest of the fucking hour. We all quiet and shit. It sucks, quiet, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Good stuff. Come on, Jason, you see, what, what is going on with you, buddy? You sound all... Dude, all I, I, I just got back home, boy, my arm's tired, man. You flew all that way? Oh, I didn't even know where you were. Why are we Seriously. I, it was like my fucking diary. Your diary. I'm all alone again. <laughs> it was I was like, like, I, I, it's like I missed my book with my buds. Damn, <laughs> damn. Well, I have to say, I got an amazing amount of work done. That's awesome. Because... It's all about I you, off the, Right? I, Oh, sound like my wife. I laid off, laid off the Facebook for a little while. Hmm. It's all good. I'll be back I'm on tomorrow. I'm a much maybe. more tender lover than your wife. Maybe. So. <laughs> my dog's more tender lover than my wife. <laughs> Where my dog's at? You let me cool hog. Hey, I think it's time. Everybody, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna, a. <laughs> It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 369, and I am Vince B. You are Vince B. I am David A. Price. Yes, you are, and I am the Puff Adder. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, 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 you're not. You are not the Puff Adder. Why would you want to be the Puff Adder? What? You like all that serpent Love shit. That shit. The serpent shit. Uh, this shit's nasty. Dude, you loved, Joe Grunwald. Rejects. you loved the Grunwald I'm cap. I'm kidding. I'm just trying to get you going. Wow, I we're in the we're in the serious zone tonight. What are you going to be talking? Sorry, I've had I've had 72 hours of of uh, of, of corporate uh, mm. of uh, quote unquote oh. team building. So I'm <laughs> I need to relax. I need to let this wine kick in and relax. You're not the awesome puff adder. No, you're not. You're j- although you do like to puff your chest out once in a while. You are right. Jason Wood. Thankfully. His dick. In. <laughs> and you do not have to be a member of the Serpent Society to get low comics on your favorite funny books and collectibles. It help, it, yes, it very much would help, but they are non-discriminational. I'm making up my own language here, as usual. They don't care at dcbservice.com. They will give everyone low prices on their funny books, such as. This is probably going to be the last time you hear these because the um, list of specials will cycle with the new previews catalog. But jump on these while they hot from Image, the Chrononauts, Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Mark Miller, Sean Murphy, big names, little price, nine ninety nine cover price, but for you... You can take it home for $4.99. From our buddies at Valiant, it's the Book of Death number one of four. Uh, Robert Venditti's writing it. Robert Gill, Doug Braithwaite uh, are illustrating it. And I heard, 
I read somewhere online that they're going to be doing a new cover treatment for these books, some kind of super glossy, thick cover stock, mm-hmm. which is always welcome. Cover price three ninety nine. What's your price, Jason? One ninety nine. Oh no, yeah, breaking okay. up a little bit. A dollar ninety nine. They don't like the puff adder. <laughs> and from IDW, it's James Stoko back at the uh, reigns of the big G, Godzilla in Hell number one of five. There's even a Devil Man vibe going on from this. And if you don't know who Devil Man is, you should research that. Uh, three ninety nine cover price. It's an IDW book. It's in the zone. Your price one dollar ninety nine cent. You save 50%. Uh, DCBService.com. Do not mind late orders or ordered editions, and you get your books damn skippy right to your door. What more could you possibly ask for? Unless they were free, which is not going to happen. DCBService.com. Get thee there. Mm. Excelsior. That's the only part in Avengers Age of Ultron I didn't care for. What? When Stan got drunk. Dude, that's the shit. It's just silly. It's just silly. We don't need to see him in Marvel <laughs> movies anymore. Um, I, I take it then, Jason, you did not watch the season finale of The Flash. Not yet, no. Okay. Then we will not be discussing that this evening. Mm. But, Flash, but, 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 but the actually, Excelsior is said in the episode, which I thought was kind of neat. Kind of dumb. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Uh, you, you were asking, Jason, if the the big hit of the year, it seems. Dude, the the uh, the finale was no fucking joke. It was absolutely phenomenal. Avoid everything. Don't just. There are things that are going to be just thrown out all sly like because people think they're slick, but just you know, just go in as as blind as you can. It, it's from start to finish. It it's a really really good episode i was i was very happy with it i um and and they they even they even hit you in the field but there are uh there are some things that are just kind of tossed out there that uh that when they land you're like whoa shit so it was it, it it's pretty cool this it, and as i guess as it should be it it's kind of the flash that is uh that kind of opens up this whole TV, um, superhero world on the DC side of things. And, uh, it, it's kind of fitting in that regard since, of course, it's, it's the flash that kind of kicked off the whole silverish thing. But, um, it's, uh, yeah, no, I was, I, I was very, very happy with it. And, and, uh, I, I liked it more than the Arrow season finale, which depending on your point of view on that couldn't be a, isn't that big of a leap, but it's, um, I think you'll be quite happy with it, especially if you've been enjoying it all season. You'll you'll really dig, um, really dig the finale. I gotta write the flash in the damn. Yeah, you do. I will say one thing. Um, The woman they got to play Supergirl, yes, is is very cute. She is very cute, and and that and that trailer, um, which it looks like um, like Agents of Shield, that Supergirl is going to be somewhat connected to the DC cinematic universe because of, um, although I don't know, because I would hesitate to call the DC. I know. Well, it's cinematic. The Superman movies. Um, it's, yeah, it's the Batman movies, which are 
nowhere near connected. Right. Maybe maybe now they well, will. Well, well, so the Man of Steel kind of kicked that off, and then that's and then you get the Superman sequel, and then they'll stem out from there. But the um, if that first look six minute clip, um, when when Jimmy Olsen hands Supergirl the um the gift from her cousin. Uh, it just, I, I'm, I'm guessing since they are referencing Superman and they kind of have to since it's Supergirl that, uh, that it's the connection to, um, to the movie world, which, and it may not be. It, they, they may just, you know, just have a Superman and it's nothing like the, the Zack Snyder, um, thing that he's got going on. But I, I, I was on, I'm watching it under the impression that it is connected to Snyder's stuff. Um, which depending, you know, I mean, that's, However you feel about that, but, um, the big thing that I got out of the whole Supergirl trailer was that it looks like everybody knows that Kara is Supergirl except for Kara's boss. <laughs> AKA Alan Beale. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. AKA need a sandwich. Wow. She does need to eat a sandwich, she doesn't does, she? Yeah. yeah. Don't turn sideways. Where she, she go? It's visible woman. <laughs> She's like Flatman's uh, sister. <laughs> the, the best. <laughs> The best case scenario for me is first episode, Supergirl saying, man, I hate my cousin. He's such a dick. dick. I I will be in for the duration if she comes out and just, you know, flat out dislikes Supergirl. I actually agree with you that the chick is cute, Mm -hmm. but uh, Dap and I are definitely at odds with the the trailer. I thought the trailer was wiggity whack. You did? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I was was along the meme of that it was pretty much a, a trailer that was almost identical to the Saturday Night Live Black Widow Skitch trailer. And it was like, oh, no. yeah, really? Yeah, it was like, it, <laughs> she break a It heel? was like Devil Wears Prada, kind of, like, yeah. But that's like, she, but, like, like silly boyfriend or boy that she's got a crush on and he doesn't realize it. Uh, golly gee, like, uh, let me meet on the rooftop and I, 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 oof, I don't know. I, I, I will watch it because it's the first superhero show that I may be able to watch with my wife because. She loved Ally McBeal and she loved Glee and the next girl was from Glee. But, um, I, I might, I don't know. I'm reserving judgment, but I, I, I'm, it's going to have to be decidedly different than the tone of the trailer for me to be in. Hmm. It was way too like, yee, like, like CW, like, <laughs> like, Gidget. Can you do that again? It was like Gidget, Gidget meets the DC universe. I don't know. <laughs> yee. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What are we drinking, people? We're forgetting. We're, we're losing all our, our our mojo hair. What are we drinking? And that not wasn't intentional to try and change the the topic away from DC. I just <laughs> feel like we should you're, you're slide into the format here. I read some DC. I don't know if I'll talk about wow. it this week, but Older I, read, I did. Old? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, we're so pretty. So, I am. Uh, what are you drinking, Vincent? I am drinking Yingling again. Two weeks in a row. Oh shit! I am finishing this bottle. What about you, Jason? I am drinking uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I thought you were just talking about I, wine. Uh, I was. I thought you were. I, I, well, I said I had, no. I I drank them. I that that glass that I had is now consumed, oh. and uh, sitting here, I'm staring at it lovingly. It uh, it was a uh, it was a bottle of uh, it was a glass of the um, the uh, that red table wine that we always have. I forget the name. I didn't bring. But yeah, boots. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it's gone. And uh, since I was already running late, 
you dicks. I uh, I didn't have a chance to refill. You mean so. later? Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, I can't watch the Diet Dr. Pepper <laughs> without, without wet and oh, I, know. Oh, I, I can't know. do it. It's Not so much for the actual content, just, just the fact from the Facebook. Oh, post. no doubt, no doubt. I see you in that commercial all the time. Oh no, I got no arguments with you. Soon as that came it, out, it, oh, it's fucking Jason on his knees laughing out. I know. If we just came out and said, "What's up, bitches?" I'd be like, oh, "You'd be, yeah. you'd be coming down to see me." In but the if, they, if if oh, man, if they got Jason to do that, they, they'd never. He wouldn't show up on time to do the commercial. Oh, that's fucked up. That is. It would be like Monty Python, the funniest joke ever told. <laughs> There'd be a select few, a very, very vocal minority that would just die when they saw it, but everybody else in the country would be like, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, I am trying something new. Um, I'm probably going to finish something new. This is Round Hill from California, committed to sustainability. Cabernet Sauvignon mm-hmm. uh, from 2012. It is... Pretty damn tasty. It's a little on the um, it's it's not heavy or strong, but it and it's it your brother. It's quite <laughs> yeah. It's uh it it uh it's quite easy to uh to polish the bottle off. It seems so. I think I have one glass left in it, and it might be done by the time we're done tonight. Good. It should be. And I just opened it tonight during dinner. So. Oh shit. In fact, oh boy. Yeah. Be calling calling people names in a little while. Right. David, um, I know you are not one to peruse the um, advanced solicitations. Well, I wasn't. For fear of, of spoilers. Yes. You, just don't, you just don't like to read Correct. them. Correct. But I don't know if you've taken a, a gander at what IDW is putting out in July. For, uh, it's a miniseries. It is a crossover. And it is smack dab in the middle of Federation space. Have you seen what they're going to do? I do believe I have. And it is the, uh, it's the Abrams 2.0 Star Trek, right? No, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I Green thought Lantern I saw. Green Lantern versus, uh, Star Trek. Yes, Green Lantern Star I, Trek. I did see a, um, <laughs> I think I saw someone post a, a cover, but yes. How did, how did you not die when you, and it's Hal. It is, which is why I was just, I've, I've been very low key about it because I just like, I am, I'm optimistic. I, I, Kind of hope maybe it's, it's pre new 52 Hal, but it's, uh, yeah. no, I was, I was extremely happy. It's it. And it makes sense that it's, uh, and the reason I think it's, it's the 2.0 track, um, cause Mario and I were discussing it and, uh, oh. he was kind of hoping that if it was the original that, that, that we'd see Shatner, uh, with the ring, but I'm pretty sure that, um, that we're not. And I'm, I, I'm, and it works with the original crew, not so much the uh, the next generation or, or even Deep Space Nine, because I'm pretty sure Cisco would just smack the taste out of Hell's mouth and go on about his business. But the uh, I no, I'm the less I I dwell on it or just oh, it is the two point yeah. I'm, that, I mean, I, that's, that's, <laughs> it's, I'm I'm not I don't want to detract from it, but I think it would be more fitting if it was actually Kirk, like. I think they could do. Well, I mean, it, if because that's more established, I think they could. Um, I think it would be a better exercise if it was the original. Whereas with because even though they've had two movies and they've had a few years worth of comic books, the two point was still kind of a blank canvas, and and you could kind of have 
Green Lantern run roughshod over them as as far as you know who's who's going to come out on top of whatever battle they they end up having for an issue or, or two. But um, no, I, I think it'd be neat to have the um, the original series, but I I like the the 2.0 crew. It's just, yeah, me too. I do as well. But no, I I am I, you're right. I I have not I've can contain myself about it it's uh i'm aware of it i just am uh i'm hoping for good things so that, that that's why like I'm, I'm trying not to jinx anything okay well here's the specifics it is written by mike johnson interior art by angel hernandez who did arrow and um infinite crisis fight for the multiverse um gabriel rodriguez francesco francavilla Elsa C, um, Gary Brown, Declan Shalvey, and Mark Laming are doing uh, variant covers. That's hot. Nice. I need to see if Mark uh, maybe doesn't do the cover digitally, and I can maybe. Uh, uh, but there's a cool cover here. I'm there's. Well, I'll just tell you. <laughs> there's there's a Klingon with a yellow ring. Of course, there is. That's cool. See, and that's, and, and Core would be awesome as, as a Yellow Lantern. Yeah. So yeah, if it was the original crew, then, then they could, but I mean, they just use them with the Planet of the Apes, so I guess maybe they're just trying to space out the, uh, the various flavors of, of Trek and, and whatever, because you've had Next Generation with Doctor Who, you've had Planet of the Apes with Kirk's, with, with, with the Shatner crew, so they're probably just trying to give everybody some love. I still think it's a really good idea. I do too. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll gobble this up when it comes out. And uh, technology wise and, and aesthetically, I, I think it makes more sense to have the, uh, the 2.0 crew. But I mean, as far as story potential, the original crew with this as, um, as familiar as we all are with them, I think that might play off against Hal's, um, personality. Or lack thereof, better. Right, and we are really splitting hairs because the two point <laughs> crew is the it is it is crew. yes so yeah slight slight good. variations on a theme but yes if it's half as good as Star Trek Planet of the Apes it's going to be awesome mm-hmm. so I'm hoping for good things as am I there you go started off with a little curve who wants to go first David you you're all excited about something you want me to talk now before I just get Going to drunk sleep. Um, first, uh, I have a thank you, which I did not get to read, unfortunately. So hopefully for next week. Um, but I want to give huge, big thanks to, um, to John and Don for sending me, uh, packs of the low country. Um, the first three issues of, uh, of, of that series, um, which is also available via comiXology. Well, um, this, uh, this is, you know, it, it, it's something that definitely, um, gets better with each issue. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really cool story. And, and, um, it's me. Yeah. And, and I think, I think these two dudes work pretty well together. You know, I mean, you think about creative teams that just kind of get into a, um, have a groove, get into a flow, work, work well off each other. I, I think John and Don kind of have that set, but I, um, I will do my damnedest to get, um, as far into it 
as I can. And, um, maybe we can power about it next week, but I do want to thank them for, uh, sure. for sending that to all of us. Um, as do, yes, I was just going to say that. Add me to that list because I got them too. So thank you. Um, I will, you know what, instead of talking about any specific, um, comic book right off the bat, I'll, I'll just talk about what, uh, what we did on Saturday. Um, yeah. Yeah. I went, um, I went all the way down to South Jersey. Didn't see Jason. Um, but, uh, we, uh, Renee and I and, and my stepson, we went to, um, the Atlantic City Boardwalk Con, the first ever. Uh, this was their first year. And it's a, um, I'm hoping for good things. If I, I hope they did well, it wasn't, um, it wasn't jam packed. We're not talking about Javits or, um, or C2E2, uh, type attendance. It wasn't in a very large area. Um, I think the space they, they rented, um, had they received the numbers that they, I guess they were hoping for, it probably would have been, uh, sufficient. It wouldn't have felt too crowded. Um, but they definitely could have used all the room. It had everybody that I guess they wanted to attend, attended, but, um, it, we were there only on Saturday. I, I understand Friday was, was pretty light. Sunday wasn't too bad for, for the shorter day. It was kind of like Saturday and, and Saturday while we were there, um, it wasn't, I, I wasn't shoulder to shoulder with people trying to get through aisles. Um, but it is, it, it's laid out nicely and, and that. Can you give us a sense of how large the, like, what are we talking size wise relative to the other cons? The, um, the way it's, uh, unlike Baltimore where you kind of, you had the one area and then you could have made like a sharp right and go down this other, where, where Artist Alley was. This was really just one big, um, rectangle. Uh, it was, so everybody was just in one location. You didn't have to go to another wing to, um, to see any celebrities or, or go to Artist Alley. Uh, it was, it kind of reminded me of C2E2 from a few years ago where it was on half of one area of the McCormick. And, and if you just, from the entrance to the convention, you look straight down and you get to see all the way to Artist Alley. It was, it, it kind of had that feel to it, uh, where you, you saw everything just, if you stood in the middle, you knew every, the layout. And, um, but it, it, it was a, the way it was, the, the exhibitors you had to get through before you get to Artist Alley or, um, or the celebrities or the dealers, that was kind of flip flopped. You had like, like, whereas the Javits side, not not Artist Alley, but the dealer side, you have the people who were sending, you know, leather bound books and and puffy pirate shirts and shit. They're all the way in the back next to the that <laughs> <laughs> next to the food, um, or where people are laying down along the walls. They were kind of right at the beginning. There was um, th- there were people who were you know selling superhero rings or corsets and uh and Blouses. and and no actual corsets like just i i mean because renee walked through and they're like you just in a corset and then she's like no i'm just looking and i mean and they were fucking elaborate it's like you know 250 for for a corset with all this hardware on it and shit and then oh, they chunk um, change yeah right just, just just drop it um so that was weird there, there were a couple of dealers that you had um your 
your your publishers consisted of um, Xenoscope and, and Valiant and Ooh. Boom. Um, Andy Price was there. You had um, you know Boom. The Boom booth reminded me of um, uh, shit. Not it reminded me of Baltimore, where when you it, it was that same kind of style where they have the big tall boom wall and then in front right. it is right. and then like different yes and then you had the okay, tables cool. going around it um marvel was smack dab in the middle they had the the largest um display it wasn't it wasn't as big as you see at javits at new york comic-con but it was it, it was a smaller version of that but it was very similar to to that design they had a stage they had a um they had a trivia contest marvel made a lot of noise and 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 you definitely saw them there was a uh, a Stan Lee museum. Sadly, uh, Stan could not attend. He said uh, right before the weekend that, uh, that that he wasn't able to attend. But you had um, and while I was waiting to get our passes, the um, the person in front of us was there had the VIP package to see Stan. Um, and the woman behind the counter was talking about refunds and if um, if you um, you're eligible for, for some super high end raffle if you don't want a refund and, and, uh, cause there were things that they were raffling off from the Stanley Museum, uh, whether it was art or movie props or things like that. Um, so that was on display. I did see Umberto Ramos. He was working pretty much all through Saturday. He, his, his head was down talking to a couple of people, but he was sketching things out. I did see, um, Dexter Vines, I did not get to say, hey, what's up? Because every time I walked by, he was talking to, uh, talking to some folks. Um, and because of that, I wasn't even able to get to the table to flip through, um, the portfolios. Uh, so I did not leave with any, any original art. I did not see Peter David, although apparently to the, according to the program, he was there. Um, a lot of the boulevard dudes were there, like Bernard oh, Chang, nice. Sean Chen. So, uh, that was neat to see. Um, the tattoo. One of the essential Bunch of crews down there too, right? I I did not see the the usual diamond banners that that that, that the whole crew no. has. No, I I didn't. Um, huh. may, maybe they didn't have the banners. They they had, and it's not like you had the creators did have their um they had their names out on some of the uh, some of the booths. Um, and there were a couple of tables that were. Oh, Bob Layton was there. So I mean, there were some. I was quite pleased with the uh, with the creators that were there, and and that's why I really kind of want this to be a convention that that does well. It's it's still kind of early in the convention season where they can at least have some people show up because you know New York we're talking about October um, Heroes is around Father's Day usually, and you know other people are going away. But this is in the Northeast, and 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 I just I I kind of want them. Uh, to do well, and it's in Atlantic City where there's plenty of other things to do. Um, now, how was the balance though between comics and and everything as else? As far as there were, there were a couple of of dealers, but a lot of people were selling, you know, the, the usual current stuff with their with the variant covers. Um, there were a couple of guys who had older books. A lot of people were selling sets of various. Um, Various series from the eighties to current stuff. Um, you had, you had artist alley or creator alley was, was sectioned off. You had, you had celebrities like I, 
like Caitlin Snow from The Flash and uh Michael Rooker was there. You had a lot of people. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, you had Yondu there. You had, and apparently he had a live mic and he, uh, I guess, had a few when he was going up to the Marvel booth. I'm stunned. He was going up to the Marvel booth and I guess he kind of tripped. And so he's cursing up a storm. He's like, oh, I mean, you know, and he's like, sure, not the curse for any of the kids and shit. And, and, and this is just Stringer telling me all this. So it, um, it must have been a sight, and especially if he had the live mic and you can hear it across the whole convention. That must have been something to hear. Um, you had a, uh, you had the autograph area. Um, Bruce Boxleitner was there. You had, I mean, some of the, some of the people, you had someone who looks like eight Burt Ward was there. There were just people who were <laughs> the, 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 the celebrities that they had, um, for this was, I, I think for a first year was, was, pretty impressive and mm-hmm. um it wasn't I, I i guess yeah i guess the comics may have been overshadowed a bit because um it, it's not like they made any announcements about creators that were here um you know if you're walking through artist alley uh sorry, creator alley you'll you'll see some familiar names and but everybody was was working and 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 um a few people were were, were doing their carnival barker voice but it was a um it was it was a comfortable convention. You, there was no pressure. There wasn't um, you weren't uh, you weren't harassed. Um, it, I think I, I just I think that they'll improve on on the layout um, and and just I guess the overall flow of it. I know that um, sadly a lot of the tattooers were not busy. We were just there Saturday, but from what I understand, um, they weren't real busy Friday. Um, but, uh, Saturday while Renee was getting her tattoo and then while I'm waiting for mine, a few of them were still just kind of working on other things or, or, or sketching and just not actually there. Um, they weren't applying their, their trade. Um, while Renee was getting tattooed, I had a couple of people ask me, you know, if, if we had made appointments, if, if people are just, you know, did, did you guys just walk up? And I'm like, you, I, and I was telling them, you know, you can, anybody who's here, go for it. You know, they, they'll take it. You know, yeah, I, I made appointments because I know him and, and, you know, and he wanted to tattoo us. So, I mean, this was, this was a, a done deal, but by all means, you know, go and go and talk to one of the other dozen or so people here because they, they'd love to mark you. Um, there were, uh, <laughs> watching my, um, my stepson do his thing. And, uh, and, and I, I honestly thought for a minute that we were going to leave him in Atlantic City with the woman he was talking to because he, oh, uh, snap. no, this, this woman comes up and, and they just start talking anime. And I mean, it's like Naruto this and, and Attack on Titan. And I mean, they're just going on about everything. And I'm just, I, now I'm feeling Naruto. like Naruto. Sorry. Naruto. Now, now I'm feeling like a Dragon Ball. Now, now I'm, I'm standing outside listening to this and I'm like, well, this must be how Renee feels when I'm talking about shit. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I have no, and, and they're just going back and forth and he's throwing shit at her and she's smacking him down and then vice versa. And I'm like, and at the end of the night, I'm like, so did you get a number? He's like, yeah, man, you don't talk to a chick that long and not get a number. I'm like, well, that was my game. I had to have a woman show up with her dog at my office to realize she was interested in me. So don't go by whatever the hell my game was. And then you married her. And I married her. Um, but the, uh, there were just, there were the usual kind of dealers that you see. Um, 
Renee bought a bracelet. So you had, you know, you, you had the people who do, um, the whole metal works and, and, and messing around with steel and things like that. Um, so you had those kind of dealers. You had the, the, there were a couple of dealers that, um, most of the comic folks had, uh, had new stuff. Um, Renee bought the, uh, the first issue of, of Scotty's Rocket Raccoon. Um, just cause she loved the cover and, and I didn't have an actual physical issue. Um, the, uh, Mark Brooks was there. He, he designed, he did the program cover. Um, I like his stuff a lot. Yeah. It, it's, I, I do too. Um, the, uh, yeah, the tattoo pavilion, you had creators alley, um, the Stanley museum boomed. You had a, uh, Marston wonder woman, Museum. You had the usual superhero stuff guys there, like they're selling all the t-shirts and, and the hoodies for 65 fucking bucks. Wait, 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 wait. Go back, go back. You had a Marston Wonder Woman Museum? Yeah, just kind of like, just, just. Was it, was it like all bondage it was, and I, shit? No. It, it, I thought it was going to be, but no. Um, and, and it's, it was, um, I mean, even the programs kind of the back of the, uh, the pack of the badge. Is a, um, looks like a small, um, comic book pro page where it's got the blue, blue border and, you know, so you can give it to an artist to either sign or, or sketch on or something like that. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, I, I, I was impressed with what they were doing. And I, I, like I said, I just, I hope that, uh, that they get to keep doing it. They have panels out the wazoo. Um, it was a, uh, I, I thought it was a pretty decent first attempt and, and, uh, I don't know if I'd go down for the day again. I probably would stay overnight, but it, it's, um, and also because it's, it's in Jersey and, and it's, it's down by Philly. It's, it's not that far from, it's, it's a couple hours, I think for, for all of us. So, I mean, if it was something that, you know, happened early in the year and it was going to be a, a rough year for us convention wise, we probably could do this. But I mean, as far as I, Jason, you'd have no problem completing any jam pieces. Um, the really best music to my ears. Yeah, they really jam pieces and then roulette. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> it's, I just, just, you wouldn't have much competition and, and there wouldn't be, um, I don't think the guys would be super busy where they wouldn't be able to get to you. Um, but, uh, no, I, I uh, thought, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I just looked, uh, cause I, I didn't want to, I was thought I was imagining something, but, uh, Jason Schachter was down there, but, uh, just hanging out with, uh, Andrew Robinson, one of the, one of his. Yes, boys. Robinson was there. Okay. Yeah. I did. Yeah. See so him. he wasn't set up full, full force to your point, but he was there. Um, the, uh, saw a couple of faces that, that are somewhat familiar. I think I saw, yeah, cause he, he probably had to go and drop stuff off at Dexter, but I believe I saw Mike, um, Ed McGinnis's dealer. Uh, I saw him walking in when, um, when we were walking in, but I didn't get to, uh, get his attention. Um, the, uh, I was, I was quite happy with it. And, and I, I told you guys that there was, um, there was a dude who had a make me an offer box and, and I went through it and I kind of just reclaimed my childhood a little bit, picking up a few things. Um, and, uh, I did not open this, this valiant era collection yet, which, um, it's great. Reprinting six of the most sought after valiant comics bundled yeah. with a, um, Eternal Warrior number one, 1990. Oh, the Valiant Era Companion feature. Yeah. That issue's good too. Alright, so I'll read this and, um, the darker image comes with a death blow card. Uh, 
Oh yeah. Oh, that was Stringer. He, he texted me back. Let me uh, <laughs> let me, me kill that. Sorry, guys. Conceptual continuity yeah. in the house. Um, I uh, let's see. Grab two issues of El Diablo. Rest in peace, Mike Perovic. Uh The first issue of Sword of the Atom, because you can never have enough of those. A Green Lantern Corps quarterly. Um, a Wasteland for Vince, number three. Mm. Showcase number 100, which I've had probably only once before. And um, Vince's favorite issue of Tales of the Teen Titans. It's number 50, The Wedding of Donna and Terry. Terry, the best, the best supporting character Vince could ever love. Terry the loser. Uh, so, so yeah, so, um, so besides my, my tattoo and the books, uh, Renee's comic and her jewelry and her tattoo, um, I, I think we did alright. It was a long, like I said, it was a long day. Um, we hit the road early, picked Neil up, went down, um, so as we were walking towards the door, Stringer was walking out because he was all set up. He was going to run out for a second. And um, so once we got in, got our badges and everything, found his spot, um, he kind of got right to work on Renee. I walked around, walked around with Neil. Neil and I were talking about comics. He was taking photos with all the cosplayers. There were some really, really good cosplayers. Not not people who you kind of like, oh, no, I don't think you should be wearing a Doctor Strange outfit, dear. But it's it's a um, it was a really good um, turn out as far as cosplay. Tons of rocket raccoons, some with plastic raccoon masks, some with actual furry masks. It was pretty neat. Um, but no, I, I thought it was, and, and the weather was actually, it, it rained in the morning and it rained on our drive home at night. But during the day, I thought the weather was fantastic. It was, um, it, it was a good day. I, I'd love to see how it was over the entire weekend and, and hopefully, um, I'll pick Stringer's brain and, and see how the weekend was for his him overall. But um, I'd be curious to read other reviews for it um, from people. But it, it's uh, no, I'd, I'd I'd give it a shot again. I, I had a good time. Cool. It sounds like you did. I did. And you uh, would have had a better time if if Jason and, and that's exactly right. And oh, that's, for sure. And that's what I was telling Vince before. I'm like, you know, it's it's really weird. And and we said this before, especially just when it's Jason and I. It's weird going to a convention without my boys with me. I mean, it's, it's just, A, it's not the same, but it, it just, it, it reinforces that whole feeling that like, you know, this is, this is our thing. And I, it was great going with Renee and, and, and she was just, she was there for her reason and she mission accomplished. Um, but I mean, as far as going to a con and, and, and checking it out and, and just experiencing the whole thing, I need you guys there, so mm-hmm. that I missed. Maybe you can you can take some of that pent up frustration that you're going to be feeling at Heroes, and and channel that into into energy and get some some new intros for us. Well, and before Heroes, the first weekend of June is New York Comic Con Special Edition. Yes, it is. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and I secured this evening. Three children's tickets for Saturday show because I'm Sweet. bringing the boys. Mm-hmm. So you are going. All right. So are you just so yep. you're just going Saturday? I got the clear. I think I'm just going Saturday because we got some stuff going on Sunday. But that's now cool because Saturday's the longer day. Saturday's right. the longer day. Right. It's at Pier 94. And uh, yep. So I just got to go to uh, the little man's uh, t-ball game and then we're rolling out. Good for you. Maybe you get some intros there. Mayhap. <laughs> Mayhap not. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's really going to be a test to see how much my boys like standing around watching me get jam P squares. Yeah, that, uh, maybe they'll help. You never know. Maybe they'll pitch in. Hey, daddy. They're all fired up about the minifigure quest, though. Oh, uh, what are they looking for? What aren't they looking for? They want the hot dog, don't they? No, they got the hot dog. Oh, they really? That's the tough one to get. They are experts That's... at going and feeling mini packs and figuring out where the, which what. Ah, nice. Yeah. yeah. See, see, Lego, um, they don't code their, I don't think they do. They don't code their no, they packages. Don't. They don't. You gotta feel. But, yeah, but the, um, like the, uh, Imagine Next figures, which some of them are really good, but they code them. So it's great. You can just go through the box and get the ones you want. Same thing with the, uh, with, with the, like the Halo figures. Yep. Even the Minecraft ones, they code. Yeah. Cause the boys yeah. figured that out when they were into the Halo and, uh, went online and got a list of the codes and then ransacked Walmart like bosses and got the ones that they wanted. Yeah. But Lego, they're smart. There's a reason why they make billions every year. It's cray. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like the hot dog a lot. And the hot dog likes you. I bet. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, so what are we doing now? I got some. Really? Yes. Tell us. The second volume of Electra. Uh, subtitled Reverence. I loved, as you remember, the first mm. volume. I thought it was great. And this was fucking great too. Yep. Dude, I, this is one of those series where I know it didn't sell well. I know it ended quickly. Admittedly, I wasn't buying the issues, so I'm partially to blame here, but I feel like an asshole for not buying the issues and supporting this because this was a great little series. It was great, man. This is like right up there with the best I've ever seen Electra portrayed. She kicked all mm. kinds of bass and holy Christ, Mike Del Mundo's art. I mean, yeah. it's read ridiculous i mean the dude is absolutely next leveling and um so to remind everybody the setup the first the first arc was essentially um there's a there's a, an older gentleman that's an assassin and he's got a lot of bad blood because he's been going around taking other people's contracts and uh cashing in on them for years <clears throat> the crow so um so the the assassin's guild puts out a hit on him essentially and <laughs> Uh, through a bunch of backstory that's not all that important to what we'll talk about, Electra gets in the way of this to stop the Assassin's Guild from killing this guy. And so she's traveling all over the world with the, with, with, uh, with him, his son, and, uh, another two counterparts, another two people that are part of this crew. And they're, they're literally flying all over the world from, from the Arctic to the, to South America to all over the place to try and, and stay one step ahead of the Assassin's Guild. And Electra, as she's wont to do, is uh, just taking out everybody that's uh, sent their way. Now, you might remember in the first in the first um, arc, there was this re- really cool uh, Crazy Lips character who essentially had the ability to eat whatever he ate. He imbued their powers. So, uh, and I thought that was a really clever villain. But cr- he's been taken care of. So now it's a, co- a more conventional list of. Of villains, uh, ranging from Tiger Shark to Whirlwind to Lady Bullseye, uh, and she just keeps wiping the floor with them. But, um, the, the series is, is drawn for the predominant time by Mike Del Mundo, as I mentioned, but there are two issues, issues six and seven, drawn by Alex Sanchez. Right. And he's a very different art style, so it's a, it's a jarring difference, but I think it looks great. But it won me over because who does he draw and who comes after the Electra and her friends? But the Serpent Society. Yeah. 
Oh, suck it, suck it now. You guys know that's my jam. Yeah, gotta keep that so trademark serpent, alive. Exactly. Serpent <laughs> Society comes to try and collect the bounty unsuccessfully. But, uh, Sanchez drew the hell out of the society. So I'm really gonna try and track down some of that original art if it's still, if it's not been sold already. Uh, and then we get back to Del Mundo after she dispatches with the society. And, um, and, and, and sort of move on. She, she in essence, um, a couple things. One, the hand is of course involved. And, um, she, Lady Bullseye, is, is, uh, I'm gonna just have to do a little spoilers here. Lady Bullseye gets essentially gutted by Electra and, and left for dead. But as part of the Assassin's Guild, it's, uh, it's kinda like damage control. You don't just get hired to be an assassin, but you're entitled to services. So a helicopter comes and rescues Lady Bullseye and has her on the operating room table and an accountant comes in and says, uh, yeah, you're about to die, you need emergency surgery, but thing is, it's not going to be free, and we checked your bank account, and you don't have the funds to cover the surgery. So Lady Bulls is like, well, you know, put it on my tab. And he's like, yeah, we don't take credit from people that are about to die, but we have a new type of nanite that we would be willing to uh, do for free if you're willing to be an experimental guinea pig on it. So, of course, what you're going to say, she's minutes from dying. So she says, okay, um, these nanites give her powers, superpowers. And Lady Bullseye is now able to turn intangible, which oh, is a, considering how what an amazing assassin she already is, that is one hell of an added uh, little bonus to her move set. Seriously, yep. But Electra is Electra and isn't trying to hear that shit, so she takes yeah. care of Lady Bullseye. Um, and then they imbue a bunch of these other B-listers with powers, uh, probably most hilariously with Tiger Shark because. Uh, they essentially turn Tiger Shark into a real shark. Um, so I forget the name of the DC, um, Suicide Squad member. What's that? King Shark. Yeah. So essentially they turn the Marvel Tiger Shark into King Shark effectively. Visually. But, uh, she dispatches wow. them all, all in a quest to find the new head of the Assassin's Guild. I won't say who that is, but it's interesting. Um, and then the, the second trade wraps up with, our old friend Bullseye, who we last saw in the pages of Daredevil, as a complete vegetable, essentially. Um, let's just say Dare, uh, Bullseye's back in play. Oh, shit. Yeah, He's back yeah. in play. So I, I just think this is so well-paced. Uh, it's written by uh, Hayden Blackman. Um, again, art by Alex Sanchez and primarily by Mike Del Mundo. And I just think it's a, it's a blast. It's action-packed, great characterization, electric. She's a total badass. Uh, she just takes a look and keeps on ticking. Um, it was totally cool. And the, the final, the end of it is cool because much in the way that at one point Electra took over the hand, Electra makes some moves to take over another part of the Marvel Universe. And it's, uh, it's very cool. And that kind of is where the arc ends and we're, we're left hanging because I don't think we're going to get a third trade, but. But uh, no. but that's yeah. where we would have gone, I guess, if the series continued. So I'm bummed it didn't continue, but this is – I know every now and then we start getting to a mode where we take Q&A. It seems inevitably one of the questions is always, uh, can you recommend some lesser-known short-run series that I can pick up from the dollar bins? This would definitely be a quality addition from, for that kind of list because it's 
12 issues. It's a tons of fun. The art is great and, uh, it's self-contained. So I would definitely recommend it. Nice. So David. Yeah. I guess Electra's my ghostwriter then. Yeah. Day one, Jason. I'm like, you gotta read Electra. And you're like, nah, son, whatever. Wait, for real? Yeah, way back. With issue, when issue number one came out, I was like, I pimped it hard. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, yeah. I'm the Johnny Come Lately on that. Cause once, once, once Jason started talking about it, I was like, yeah, maybe I should check this out. <laughs> there you go. Cause if Jason likes it, it's gotta, it's gotta be. Gotta be good. I don't know he wastes his time or anything. I'm, I'm stunned at the, at the continuity we have going on in this episode because not only did, I read a Marvel book featuring a female character. Jason mentioned King Shark, and that's going to be in my travels. Damn. There was something I read with King Shark in it. It's like, how does that happen? Who knows? It's ladies' night tonight at uh, 11 o'clock. Meanwhile, I'm looking at art from A-Force number one, where the ladies of A-Force are fighting a gigantic shark. Get out of here. Yep. All right, now, now it's getting a little scary. But that's how it works. That's how the universe works. It, it, it is scary at times. Do you want to hear about my thing? Well, I guess. I'd, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure if uh, either of you have read this. Why but it, it's Marvel. I am. It's Marvel Universe. And um, it begins right. with a war. Remember, <laughs> it begins with a damn war. Is it a uh, one? One. One between the Aesir and the Vanir. And for the sake of peace, good old Allfather Odin of the Aesir weds Freya of the Vanir. And what do they do? They produce a child. Yes. Now, Freya is not Frigga, to whom Odin was also married and had Balder, uh, Frigga's Thors, and Loki's stepmom. Balder, I hardly know her. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Gaia is Thor's mom. Frigga oh, oh, yeah. is Frigga is Baldur's mom, but Freya sired a girl with with Odin, one Aldrif Odin's daughter, and the baby is kidnapped by the ruler of the tenth realm, the Queen of the Angels, and, and takes the child, take it to the image verse. No, yes. Uh, well, one, the one-time image verse. Take, takes the child. So Odin goes apeshit, flips his frickin' lid, and banishes. He thinks that the kid's dead. You, you, you took the child and you, you must have murdered it. So, so he banishes the entire tenth realm. And it's a place called Heaven. H-E-V-E-N. And he, he pushes it out of the known into another dimension. But, aha, the child was not killed. It was raised by the queen's handmaiden as an angel. Uh, Aldrith Odin's daughter, we know as Angela from Spawn, was appropriated by the Marvel Universe, and now they're making it fit. Uh, Kieran Gillen wrote it. Uh, the main story, illustrated by Phil Jimenez, Lebo Underwood, Scott Hanna inks some, Tom Palmer inks on some, and uh Romulo Fajardo does the color. But there's a sub-story in all this that was written by, again, Kieran Gillen and Marguerite Bennett. And that is illustrated by Stephanie Hans. Mm-hmm. 
So you, so you got two stories going on, but they they're, they're, they dovetail. Um, Odin's hatred for these people, these angels, was so intense and, and so, you know, all-consuming that the queen of the angels used all this, this freaking rage as energy and, and used it to power the floating city of heaven. So the, the angels are nothing if not resourceful. But, long story really short, Odin knows the truth now. Uh, I guess this happened somewhere in the pages of, of either Thor or Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. But anyway, Odin knows that his daughter had, has not been killed. And, and he, reluctantly through a bunch of, uh, it, it wasn't easy, but he accepts Angela as his own and releases the curse on heaven. But when he does that, all that energy that was siphoned to power the city is gone. So that, that becomes very important later on in the story. So Angela, now she knows, uh, you know, she's as guardian. That doesn't sit well with the queen of heaven and Angela's cast out. Persona non grata, get out of here. You're, you're, you're from Odin's, uh, loins. You're, 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 get out of here. You're, you're ridiculous. Um, so she's tooling around the universe or the galaxy and she sees this transport ship and it crashes on a planet and being, you know, Somewhat benevolent, but, uh, not without a reason. Like Angela's motto is nothing for nothing. If she does something for you, it is for a price. There must be balance. In other words, if, if she sacrifices something, you must someday repay her in some way. So, uh, she comes upon this crashed, uh, spaceship and, and there's, there's one survivor and, it, and it's a child. Um, so she saves the child. Now this child is in her debt. So she places the kid with uh, his foster parents and he grows up to be king. Um, one uh, that eventually holds captive this person that is very, very special to Angela. And uh, she's also an angel and her name is Sarah. Sarah Angel. So I'm like, I'm wondering here if Kieran Gillen plays Magic the Gathering because one of the best cards ever made for the game is, is the Sarah Angel. It's spelled differently, but it sounds the same to the ears. Anyway, so, so Angela petitions the king for the life of her friend. You know, please, you owe me. Our debt will be settled if you just do not kill, you know, Sarah. She's, she's, she's part of me. Don't, don't kill her. Nah, the king's not having it. She did something that, 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 uh, wrong the king and she she will pay for it so angela kills the king just slaughters him there's that balance again that that debt the debt that he owed to her is now paid in the way she saw fit right um he everything that this guy was is and would ever be is because of angela saving him from the space the, the doomed spaceship back then so she right. gave him life and now she took it away right so here's where it gets really weird and, and history repeats. Odin is a horny bastard. <laughs> and has another child with, with Freya of the Vanir. But, um, he, he really wasn't thinking clearly because, well, he was. The location, but it, it turned to bite him in the ass. The location of their god Nookie was the very spot where they were once married. But it was also, and I didn't read this in Thor, so you're going to have to, if I'm getting anything wrong, you're going to have to tell me about it. There's something called the War of Burning, 
that that happened somewhere in Thor, and um, I guess uh, Surtur was was killed on this spot, and all of his energy kind of leached into the place. So while Odin and Freya are doing it, that Surtur energy kind of seeped into, I guess, Freya's crotch. Hmm. So the kid, the kid is not only Aesir and Vanir. He's also touched. He, she, she's also touched by the infernal flame of of the fire demon. She's not right, and Angela knows this. So she makes off with the kid right under Odin's nose, takes him, and everybody freaks out. Thor, well, Odin's son at this point doesn't have the hammer. Odin's son goes ape shit, takes the warriors three and Sif with him, and tries to confront Angela, like, what the hell are you doing? And Angela makes off. And it's like a cat and mouse game where they're just hopping around the galaxy. The, the Asgardians are chasing Sarah and Angela and trying to, to get the child back. And we eventually run into the Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Why wouldn't we, right? It's an Angela book, and she's one of them. So, I mean, the reason why the Asgardians can find Angela and company is because of Hamdahl. Oh, the guy's, the guy's got the ability to, to, to peer almost anywhere. Right. Um, and it's really fun when they run into the guardians of the galaxy. Uh, Kieran Gillen does the old roll call. Like they're sitting at the, at a table and there's a little, um, text box that, you know, it, it, it'll say, um, Peter Quill, ridiculous, ridiculous surname yeah. you know it go, goes by star lord he's ridiculous but what, on rocket raccoon the the uh it says rocket scotty young's retirement fund it's beautiful it's it? fantastic um so they're bouncing all around but uh there's something happens within the series and, I, and i'm not going to ruin it because it is pure unadulterated joy that prevents Himdal from seeing Angela. I, I won't ruin it, but when, when when it's revealed, you're like, "Holy shit, is that cool?" What can't Himdal see? Well, yeah, there's one thing he can't see through lead. I'm I'm not saying it's it's incredibly cool. Even Hela oh. shows up. Oh, Hela, no. The Asgard, yes, the Asgardians go to Hell, Hela, Hela's realm. And, and, you know, you gotta help us. And she has these women that she's been hiding away. I don't think these were ever revealed. Um, called the D-Seer. Not the A-Seer, the D-Seer. If these guys ever formed a band with the S-Guardians, they'd be called A-Seer, D-Seer. And they would oh, rock. Boy. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> these women are incredibly tenacious. Would it be hell we, bells with just one L or? Seriously. <laughs> Give me a dap. And uh, they're really hard to kill. Um so they're pursuing it's 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 this chase. The whole thing is so awesome. Where I thought, all right, they have Angela now at Marvel, huh? What kind of contrived garbage are they going to come up with to stick Angela in the Marvel universe? But you know what? Sometimes mm-hmm. The obvious is the right way to go. Why wouldn't she be an Asgardian? It, it makes perfect sense. Do you not think? 
Uh, I mean, I hadn't really thought about it one way or the other, but it, it makes sense so far as you're describing it. Yeah, I mean, considering yeah. how little I know of Angela, it, it's not... It's not like she's had decades and decades of of stories told about her where it would make this very difficult to shoehorn or would be more apparent that they were trying to shoehorn it in. This well, this feels right. like it's fitting. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's obvious that they're shoehorning her into I mean they got the character yes, let's in that re- yeah. I mean it's, but it's obvious it's, but Right, it's not blatant. It's it's not like uh you know opportunistic they they just they make it gillen makes it work right. where it seems flawless it seems like angela has been in the marvel universe forever that and that's that's hard to do oh, yeah. because we as comic fans we question everything okay so we're supposed to believe that odin had another kid yeah why not he's got freaking kids well, all over his, the place well, he got his fuck if, on i mean if, if zeus can do in, it first of all he's immortal right yeah he's immortal he's been around for a millennium and he's horny and he's uh you know it's sure. it's like if it's like if bill clinton suddenly became a god yeah really yeah. he would be getting lewinsky up and down the coast seriously freya has the dress too so where the hell is all this leading why does angela take the child for what purpose Good question. what what about what about all that nothing for nothing imbalance she's always going on about well all will be revealed in, in this is these six issues do not hesitate to grab them because and i know this is not saying much Believe me, as a Spawn fan, I'm well aware. This is without a doubt the most elaborate and satisfying take on on McFarlane and Gaiman's character I've ever read. I mean, th- cool. thanks to Gillen, Angela's insertion into the Marvel Universe is flawless and seamless. Um, but, so you're thinking this is all action? There's another wrinkle to this story. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly where the, the Gillen and uh, Bennett sub-story comes in. There's a transgender element to this series. See, Sarah was once a man. Oh, man. The, the men of heaven, and they're called anchorites, are really, they're very, very few. They're essentially monks. They, they spend all their time sitting around in silence praying for the souls of dead angels because when angels die, and I mean angels meaning denizens of heaven with an E, when, when angels die, they don't pass on into into the real heaven or hell they just blink out they're, they're gone the, the, their existence has been totally obliterated or so they thought but so the men are sequestered away from from harm's reach and, and that's where angela first met sarah she was a dude who was one of one of the anchorites she was praying something happened you read it in the story where this this thing pops in and starts killing all the men and angela saves her uh, and he's not exactly, Gillen's not exactly specific in the way it happened, but Angela helped Sarah to become a woman. Mm. As it's saying, it's stated in the comic, Angela helps her to be what she always should have been. You know what I mean? So, so there's a neat little, um, LBGT undercurrent going on in this thing. Um, but Sarah eventually dies under Angela's watch. So how how can the Sarah in the series exist in the here and now and and how could she have been killed if angels don't go to their just you know rewards? Well, you got to read that. Um that's not my right to spoil that. Mm-hmm. It, it's, this is an awesome awesome series. It it's fantastic and and Jimenez's art, holy crap. He like we talked about last week, 
Jimenez is a little bit too tight for me sometimes. Yeah. A little too detailed, a little too... too George Perez. Yes, yes. Uh, especially like on the Infinite Crisis stuff, it was almost too much. Yeah. But because you got Scott Hanna and Tom Palmer inking, there are some sequences that really look loose. And I was like, damn, Jimenez should do this all the time because it, it, his sequentials are, are pretty awesome, right. pretty flawless. He he can tell a damn story like the best of them, but it's just the 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 rendering got a little too dense for me sometimes. But not this. This is out. I mean, and yes, it is detailed. Oh, and it hit me right in the sweet spot. I, I'm getting Marvel Universe and I'm getting Spawn. <laughs> True. That, that, seriously, that I makes sense that. and that works. I love Angela and I, th- th- see that with the Secret Wars thing going on, the series ended with issue six. So. It ends on a bit of a cliffhanger, but not one that we probably, I mean, we will see it resolve someday and it doesn't really matter that it's not. The story effectively ends, but there's one thread that's not tied up. So we have something to look forward to. I would say if, if, you know, you're looking for another slot to fill on your, your, your reading, go scoop this Angela series up because it is, it's Angela Asgard's assassin and it is fantastic. Awesome. And again, not the biggest Kieran Gillen fan in the world. I'm, I'm not a fan of Phonogram and, and other stuff, but this, this was amazing. Hey, Given him his due, just that's just mm-hmm. like, uh, like we're giving Kelly Sue her due on Bitch Planet, right? Just because you don't yeah. like someone's yeah. other stuff doesn't mean that they're not capable of doing good work. And just like I'm sure there's plenty of people that we generally like their stuff, and every now and then they do something that whiffs. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I wanted to um, have something else from Marvel this week, but uh, to be honest, I read the six-issue series twice. What? It, it's, it, it's very, very detailed. The yeah, plot son. is, it, yeah, and it's not. There's, there's a lot going on in this. It, it, it uh, you know, when you're calling the, the, with the Norse gods, their their history's all convoluted to begin with. And you know, I just wanted to make sure that I was getting it right, and I did a little bit of research as I was reading it, and. There, there are different time frames, and Sarah, Sarah keeps waxing into these, the backstory. So it's you got to pay attention to this. And so I read it twice, and I was not uh, at a loss for doing so. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Wow, awesome! It's not a quick read. I, you know what I'm getting David for Christmas? Who that is? A boom! I'm getting him a boom. Huh? To, to hold his his Yeti. <laughs> See, I know what he's saying. You, you dick. No, because well, how can I hide it? I, I, for some reason tonight, I'm just knocking shit around left and right on my desk. So, and I keep saying tonight, hands. tonight. That's because he's drunk. Yeah, like he's drunk. I can say that, boo. First time ever. I was here first. <laughs> Do, does anyone else have a a female themed series to talk about? Because we can roll with this. Yes. Oh, it could be the ladies' night. You do? I do. Oh, nice. Oh, because I finished The Lady Killer. <gasps> oh, no nice. snap. My girl, uh, Joelle Jones. Yes. And um, it ended, um, I think it ended as strongly as it as it started. Um, oh, Joelle nice. Jones and, and Jamie S. Rich. Uh, colors oh, wait, by I think the- they're, uh, I think they're stupping. Okay. 
I did, wait, this was a miniseries? I thought it was an ongoing. No, five issues. Oh, cool. I don't, uh, I mean, cause David, they're always tabling together and, and they, they always work together. So I don't know. It feels like it could they're be. Either, they're either besties or they're fucking. <laughs> Jesus. Or maybe they're, maybe they're friends with benefits. Maybe they're friends go. with benefits. I don't even know. I like yeah. that. Uh, letters by Crank and colors by the lovely Ms. Laura Allred. Um, yeah, no, this was, like I said, when I first started reading it, I had no idea, uh, what to expect, where it was going. The art has just been phenomenal, uh, throughout the entire thing has just been phenomenally consistent. Um, the, the characters are just crazy. It's, it's a period piece. It's, it's set, um, in, uh, I would just say the, um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's the sixties. Um, and yeah, it looks great. It's, it's, uh, and our, um, our, oh, I'm not gonna call her a, a, a heroine, but, uh, the main character, Josie, is a, um, pussycat. Is, <laughs> I knew it! I knew you were gonna do that! <laughs> is, is an assassin. Uh, she, she kills people and, and, um, and I found out as, as I read it, I didn't know this, in the beginning, but I, it, it was more apparent, I guess, around issue four. Uh, shouldn't do guns. It's, um, it's, it's mostly knives or, or other weapons, but, uh, for some reason, which I don't think we get into, now that I think about it, um, she's got a thing about guns and, and, uh, won't use them on a job, but, uh, there is a, um, there is a gentleman who, um, uh, Goes by Peck, who's kind of, his name is Peck, and he is a, I, I guess her handler. Um, and when the head honcho, her handler's boss and her boss, uh, I guess feel that, um, Josie's time as an employee, uh, is to come to an end, um, Peck is the person who is supposed to handle it, um, Things go awry, and so now Josie's going to pretty much exact revenge on Peck and her boss, and that's that's where um, the last two issues kind of lead to. And uh, it's at the um, it's the uh, Seattle World's Fair is is where the last issue pretty much takes place, uh, and it's. It really is a, um, a a feast for the eyes. The art is just fantastic. It, it's it's a it's a violent book. Um, not 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 extremely graphic, but yeah, I mean, she the fifth issue especially, she um, she sticks a knife in a dude's head, and there's kind of a close up on that, but it's it's not it's, it, it's graphic, but it's not uh, you know, the blood isn't red. It's not colored in um it's a different hue and and it, it but it it just you know she's on a mission and uh and she um she ends up with a uh with an accomplice who also wants to uh have words in in quotes with peck uh the um Things get a little messy towards the end, but it's a, uh, it's a story that ends 
I guess the way you, you'd expect it to, but it's still, it's one of those things where you're, the journey is what makes it so fun. Uh, there are times where you, you, you're, um, you're worried about the characters and, and, uh, if, if things are going to go according to whatever they have planned, but it's a, um, it's, there's enough here to hold on to. It's, I'm not going to say it's a quick read, but it, especially with the art, because you do spend a lot of time looking at uh, looking at these pages and, and taking each panel in. Um, Josie is married with kids. Her mother-in-law lives with her. Uh, mother-in-law is um, is German, doesn't trust her husband's wife. Um, so there's some friction there. There's a, um, there's a character we're introduced to later in the series who... Uh, who is used for um he joins on because they need his uh specific talents and uh he is a an older gentleman definitely not somebody you'd expect to see it's it's, it's like um it would be if uh Matt Damon is Jason Bourne like in his 70s after he had a really good life of eating high on the hog and drinking a lot of beer. And, and it's just that, that that's the kind of impression I get from this guy. Um, but distinct personalities, everybody looks different. Um, Joe's not that out of the park. If I could find original art for this, I would probably um, buy some. It is a... Uh, that's high print. No, it's, it's a site. And it's... Um, like I said, I mean, for five issues, it was... Um, it it starts off and it's definitely I think about halfway it it went it, it I'm not gonna say it went in a different direction I mean like I said it 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 ends I guess um, how you might expect it to end depending on how you feel from the first couple issues but it did not end the way I thought it started off and uh, and and that's cool because I. I there are times where, you know, hey, I guessed it and, and thanks for making it easy for me to guess or go along with and, and, and it was a cool story, bro, but this was, ha- <laughs> this, this had me, um, I, I, I thought with, it had a few twists and turns, which, which I appreciated and it didn't, it, it didn't feel forced or, hey, you know, we're going to swerve you because, you know, you guessed it. It's, they didn't do a, a, a Captain Adam Hawkman, uh, Hawk and Dove shit with this. It was a, uh, it was very, um, it was a well-told story and definitely a well-illustrated story. I would definitely recommend um, Lady Killer from uh, from Dark Horse. Hmm. By the way, you don't Maybe have we... to uh, look very hard to find the original art because it's our boy Paolo that reps Joel. Oh, yes! <laughs> Maybe what with her no-guns policy, maybe she's got a little bit of Wayne in her. World? No. Bruce. World. <laughs> Who would say that? Wayne's world. Yeah, it sounds really good. I, I didn't start that yet. I have, uh, you said five issues. I think I only have three of them. <gasps> yeah, so I gotta get, uh, get cracking. It was the covers that really sucked me. Covers. Out. And as, as cool as the covers look and as, as great as they look and, and, um, I mean, they're very, Graphic design on, on the covers, but it's the, the interiors don't um, 
it's not like she pulls no punches and, and puts it all out there on the cover. And then, you know, the interiors don't, uh, don't pay off. It's, um, no, it, it, from start to finish, from, from the outside of the book to the inside, it's, it's all, it's all gravy. Nice. You know what I also started this week? Well, I read it before. We all did. Um, but I received the Spider-Verse collected edition. So did I. As did I. It stuns, it still stuns me how damn good that story is. Yeah. It's true, but I would say that I thought where you were going to go is that the collected edition is Spacocta. See, I'm, I'm about a third of the way through. It doesn't seem that way to me yet. It's like, not in order of the story. It's by, it's by, it's by imprint. It's by title. Hmm. Cause I didn't get to Spider-Verse proper yet. I'm still reading the, uh, the amazing, I think, um, 11, like the lead up to Spider-Verse. It didn't, it didn't jump into Spider-Verse proper yet. So I know I can't speak to, to the way they laid it out after that, but it does look like some of the miniseries are just kind of like stuck in, in certain spots, but I don't know. I, I, I haven't uh, had any issue with it from the first, I guess third, maybe quarter. Yep. First page. But it's so good. It is so good. The, the, the series was very good. I, I think the collected edition, unfortunately, isn't, isn't, one of Marvel's best. I think they, why it's not in order of the, of the story, I'm, I'm somewhat perplexed by, but. It doesn't make any, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why they wouldn't just lay it out as they did the checklist. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, but if you're willing to look at a checklist and, and go through it, it is certainly, uh, it is, it is a very, very good event. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. And I, I read somewhere that somebody said uh, the solution is post-it notes. To uh, to tab the book with with different post-it notes in, mm-hmm. in reading order, which that's a you know that's a little bit more work. Mm-hmm. But see, I I guess I can't have an objective um, opinion because having read it, I already know all the the finer sure. parts of it. So reading it out of order isn't a big whoop. But to someone reading it for the first time, yeah, I guess it could be uh, it could detract from from their enjoyment. And Dap and I own original art from it, bitches. Yes. Yeah. Um, one more thing I, w- I wanted to say about the book is I think they should have released it sans dust jacket because the uh, wraparound cover Pretty snazzy. Uh, uh, on the hardcover itself is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much you on that? I, I hate dust jackets. You I, I, they, they are so useless. Let's, they, let's use them as bookmarks. Yeah. <laughs> well, dust sometimes, sometimes it... Some dust needs to dress up and look fly, so needs a jacket. <laughs> Who has that much dust in their house where you got to protect your books with this wraparound piece of paper? Right like, up in here, dog. Uh, no, man. I, Especially if you pick bad your nuts all the time. No, no. Dust jackets are, are useless. These nuts. Yep. Jason, you got anything else, my buddy? Um, no. Man, I mean, it was a tight week for me. I, I didn't get to read a lot, so um, unfortunately not. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I read a few other things, but nothing that really striking my fancy that I want to talk about because it was either not all that memorable or 
I'd have to be kind of negative about it. So I don't, I don't feel like going down that road, but Electra was definitely the thing that stood out for me this week that was worth recommending. Cool. Uh, if we want to, um, keep the ladies night theme happening, um, wow. I saving my, saving Jason's ass. Good job. I, uh, there's two issues left that I, um, I have read up to issue six of the kitchen, um, by, uh, the Ali Masters and Ming Doyle, uh, Jordi Belair on color. This was, um, this is the Hell's Kitchen story of, um, three women who kind of run things when their men go to, uh, go to prison and it's getting a little crazy for the, uh, for the women. Uh, they're, they're all Irish. Um, one of them is shacking up with an Italian dude who is connected. Um, there's a, uh, you know, those, those, those dirty dagos. They, uh, you have, um, uh, the men are out of prison, kind of want, uh, want things to go back to the way they were. Women really aren't too keen on that idea. Uh, there's, um, there's some dissension. There's some mistrust, uh, with power, with absolute power. So there's, um, things aren't as rosy as they were in the beginning. Um, you know, people you've had, you've thought were your friends growing up all these years, you, you, you end up seeing your, um, your true colors. People, um, there are deals and side deals being made and, and there's a, uh, one of, um, Raven wants to, uh, wants to keep things the way they are and she wants to, um, she also needs one of the Italian mob bosses to, um, erase something from her past and kind of just make it look as though it didn't happen. Something that if people find out, uh, would be very bad, uh, would not be good for business, would, uh, just kind of, Wreck a whole lot of lives. So, um, she wants to keep this buried. Doesn't want anybody to know that, uh, that, that, that they were responsible for killing a made man and, um, and says that, uh, so, so Raven's making a deal with another mob boss to, uh, to make this go away. In order to do that, she's kind of have to kill the guy she's been sleeping with. And, and it's, it's, it sounds messy and it, it kind of is, but it, it's, it's told in a way that uh, completely makes sense. And, and Doyle's another one where, you know, no problem telling people apart. Everybody, um, everybody has a distinct look and, um, you kind of get the personality off the page. Um, you can kind of tell the way, you know, even how they walk, even though it's, it's on paper. She's just, She's good at giving everybody a, a, a distinct, um, personality, distinct look. And, uh, it, it really works with the, in this era, with, 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 in this particular story, uh, with the setting and, and the players involved. It's, um, it works, but there's, there's some heartbreak happening. It's not a, uh, it, it's not a happy story. You're not going to read this in, uh, 
and feel great afterwards. But um, it, it's still a pretty, pretty cool little eight issue tale. And, and um, I, I have no idea, you know, kind of like Lady Killer. I don't know where the hell they're going with the last two issues. I, I don't expect a happy ending for everybody. Um, I don't know who's going to walk away at the end of this, but um, everybody will be changed. And, and it's, uh, if, you know, if you like the Sopranos, you'll probably dig this. It, it's a, um, and it, it feels like it's Hell's Kitchen in, in, in this era. It's just, uh, Masters and, and, and Doyle just kind of, they know what they're doing with this. I, I, it, it's another one that, uh, that I'd recommend. I mean, it's it, with everything that we read and, and, try to talk about um i've talked about it this a few times and it's it's um it, it's it's definitely you know when i see that a, a new issue is out i, I kind of just push a few things aside to, to get to a quicker just it 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 kind of did did grab me and i had no idea that it would um i didn't know what the hell to expect so i i i'm i'm glad i i took a gamble on it so yeah the kitchen is is something that uh they should be checking, especially if you know, if if, if you like Vince and you like those strong women, then then go for it. I do like strong women. I do, especially when they bench you over your head. <laughs> did you get caught up on Django Zorro? I do. I did not read it. I think there was an issue that came out today. It's probably the last issue. I thought, I thought the last issue was eight. Is, is it only seven issues? Yes, seven issues. And I did not read the last issue yet. I got. I caught caught up to issue six. Yeah. What with what with the 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 delay with the DCBS uh, pre-ordering, but nothing specific about about the the plot. I'm stunned that well, I guess I shouldn't be that Matt Wagner and Quentin Tarantino they're not shying away from from the the, the racial um, slurs and everything in the book, like. Most of the characters treat Django like shit because because he's black. Right. And I thought, okay, like they're going to, you know, it'll be within the, the zone of the pulp stories. But there are some parts that are really uncomfortable in this book. Yeah. Just just because of of uh, like they, they, they make Django um, enter in different parts of the the building than than the white folk and i mean that's the way it was yeah, right yeah. but it's just it's it's very parts of it are like oh like douche chill just because it's, it's it would it, it, just the way he's treated and i would go as far as say django is the pretty much the most upstanding character in the entire book like if you want a guy on your side that's going to do the right thing it's Django. Well, yeah yeah and he's treated like a dog but well, not not by Diego. No, not by Diego. No, no, no. Diego's one of the few. Right. But but um, just. Oh, but yeah, everybody at the everybody at the dinner, everybody at this uh, this gathering. Um, yeah, they they, they they remind me of the the people you see in in the Tarantino movie. It it's that's. But yeah, I mean, they all. Um, emphasize that that attitude and and you definitely don't feel bad if something bad happens to him no you don't you definitely don't but there's one part that you know Django walks into the um the front of the house and uh like he knows pretty much what he's doing 
while he's doing it. He knows it's going to cause a stir, and he he does it anyway. And they're like, "You can't come in this way." It's like seriously that that's so painful to witness that people were shoved to the back of the building just because they were a different color than everybody yeah. else. It it it's so stupid. It's just, it's inconceivable. Yes, I know we have problems with that even today, but just to see it shoved in your face in this book, it just, it's, it's a, I think it's a worthy reminder of stupidity. Not, not to, not to repeat that bullshit. I agree. I think it's a great series. Yes. It's, it's uncomfortable and it should be uncomfortable. Right. You should, we should feel horrible that, that we allowed people to be treated that way. That's all I got to say about that. But you want to know the thing that I read that ties into Jason mentioning King Shark? What? I was going to save this for my In Your Travels, but what the hell. Let's go with it now. We have um, a lot of really great writers that have taken the plunge into the world of Aquaman. Not the least of which being our buddy Will Pfeiffer. Uh-huh. Uh, Rick Veach had a nice little run on, on Aquaman. Um, Peter David. That's what I was waiting for. But, yep. um, the absolute best, in my opinion, take on the character. Um, and it's really <laughs> ironic because it occurred during one of, I think, DC's low points. Um, during one year later, post, post infinite crisis after the Spectre, kind of destroyed Atlantis, stepped on it, squashed it. Um, is Aquaman sort of Atlantis by Kurt Busiek and Jackson Guice, as we have learned how to pronounce last yes, week. Yes, I know. Good old Butch. Um, I think it's a remarkable series. It started on issue 40, and I think it only went to 57. So 17 issues of, of goodness. Um uh, in in the fallout of Infinite Crisis, a lot of stuff gets destroyed, most notably Atlantis. But um, this Aquaman, or and I use a, I'm saying that in quotes because initially you don't know really who Aquaman is, but this person who's swimming around has the same name, uh, Arthur Curry, but he's not Orin. He's he's supposedly he's not. Um, the Aquaman we know. He was, he was born premature. Uh, I think three months premature and the baby's fighting for his life and his father, um, is, is some kind of oceanographer or, or something with the, uh, the sea. And in order to save the, uh, the child's life, he injects him with this experimental stuff and the, the kid grows gills and, and has to be, um, he grows up in a tank basically. Uh, watching TV, communicating through glass, um, the whole uh, nine yards. And when Infinite Crisis blows up, the destruction impacts the place where he uh, resides and he gets dumped into the ocean. Doesn't know who he is other than, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Arthur Curry and I used to live in a tank. And whoever runs into him, they're like, holy crap. Aquaman's back, like, and and the, there's this character called the Dweller of of the Depths, with which has this like Cthulhu tentacle beard, and he's all shadowy, and he knows things. He's like Layla Miller; he knows stuff. And he, he's he's he he. There's a prophecy that that this 
this Arthur Curry has to work with, you know, King Shark for the fate of the, the, the oceans. And he's very vague in the beginning, but he gives him the, the orange and, and grain, uh, the Aquaman costume and the sword. And, and, and so whoever runs into him, could it be? Is, is, is it? And as soon as they talk to him, they're like, you're a poser. You, you don't know. You, you, you aren't fit to even swim in the same water as that guy. But he eventually runs into Mira, who I, I guess during Infinite Crisis was sick. And, and she's trying, you know, now she's like, uh, try, just trying to survive with this ragtag band of, of, uh, survivors from Atlantis and, and other groups. And she sees them. And, and for a minute she thinks, she, he's orange. She thinks, you know, her husband's back, but it, supposedly it's not. And it's, it's, they, they keep dragging this mystery along. Like, is he, isn't he? And usually, and I, I will say that that stuff drives me nuts. Nine times out of ten, I absolutely hate it when, when, when writers string you along like that. And there, there's, there's clues dropped here and there. Like the dweller, he knows a lot of stuff, you know, and, and, and the, so, but at the hands of Kurt Busick, who is like one of the masters of the, the medium, it works. It works really well for me. And, and, and Gweiss, holy crap. David, you've read some of this, right? Mm-hmm. I've read it too. I, you did too? I think it's an incredible series. Did you like it? Loved it. Yeah. See, like, I've always been had a soft spot for for Aquaman. I don't know why. Maybe it's the the aquatic uh, concept of, of the character, or you know, just the pleasing color. Once you get under the water, everything's pleasing, blues and greens, and it's just comfortable. And I've been drawn to the sea for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm from the island. I don't know. But this series is like I, this is my all time favorite take on Aquaman. It's uh, it's excellent. I loved it. I, like you said, it was too short lived. Really, and I I know it didn't sell well, but who cares about stuff like that? But in, in the fallout, like in the one year later, it was the single book that stood out among everything, mm-hmm. and it, it just didn't didn't last. But if if you're a fan of the pulp characters, like it, Sword of Atlantis is very pulpy. I mean, it could fit in. It, it could realistically take place in the same universe as Doc Savage and the Shadow. Oh, don't it, talk it me out of had... liking it. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> what is your beef with the Pulp characters? They're all great. The, the Phantom. Oh, get out of here! That—that's when the the um the sense of wonder was alive, man. When 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 you had this guy with a big nose and two guns and he just pretended to be somebody mysterious and spooky and he, he got the criminals like that. It's it's gold and the spider and gold, all I Jerry just love, gold. I love pulp characters. But anyway, um and and even um the dweller knows that, you know, Aquaman was shoulder to shoulder with gods. Like they mentioned Superman and stuff. And, and, and the Justice League in it, not by name, but for all intents and purposes, it's like the series went on without any connection to the greater DC universe. The, the, the sea devils show up at one point, but this is post infinite crisis. So everything's a little different. It's, it wasn't DC proper. Mm-hmm. Everything changed, changed. I just, I just, I just thought this series was amazing. I would love to, 
um, see it uh, brought back. Would be nice. I mean, I know it's a shot in the bucket, but once DC realizes that this new Fifty Two stuff just ain't working. And, and they and they and they go back to the way it was before. Let's have the sort of Atlantis Aquaman back. I know Jeff Johns did good stuff supposedly with the character. I didn't read it all, but uh, I would love to see this version come back. Or we can have two, can't we? Can't we have um, the Justice or the Justice League version of Aquaman? And then we'll have this guy. Mm-hmm. It would work. Why not two books? There was two Aquaman mm-hmm. books at one time, wasn't? It? Aquaman and the Others, what was it called? Yeah, Aquaman and the Others. It was going on as, well, it's canceled. Oh, the Tuesday Adventure Comics. No. No, I mean um, contemporary Aquaman. Since Johns did so well, and I guess Aquaman was selling, they spun it off into Aquaman and the Others. But the, I, don't, I think it lasted maybe six to eight issues, if that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and uh, Gweiss, whew, uh, this dude, in this book, parts of it remind me of Al Williamson. Ah. That, that is, that is high damn praise. Sure no doubt. Yeah. So, if, if you're, again, you could probably scoop the, the 17, 18 issues up for less than a buck a piece. In, at these conventions that David and Jason always talk about. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure there'll be a bundle of, of Sword of Atlantis there. I'm, I'm confident that you'll be able to get this for, Less than 20 bucks and it's worth it. I was actually thinking of, well, I was planning on having it bound before, uh, uh, James's, uh, company got, t- taken away from him. Oh, library but, binding? Uh, yeah. 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 That's a bummer. He's, he's a good guy. <clears throat> but I, I hear there are, um, good alternatives. Yeah. It seems like it. It seems like at least part of our, our, uh, listenership is still doing the binding and stuff. I love it. I I just love being able to to walk over to the shelves and take a, a twenty five issue run of something and just lose myself in it. Mm-hmm. So I forgot that there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh yay! And it ties into our ladies' night. Theme. Oh, I want to talk about the latest goings on of a lovely last name, Sheriff Clara Bronson. Oh, nice. <laughs> Copperhead Seven. Oh, first <laughs> first issue yeah. of the new arc. Damn. Oh, uh, come on, dude. No, I go ahead. I, I mean, I won't get into details. I will say though, because this was set up in the sixth issue, she has her big date with uh, with the teacher, with the blue skin teacher. Nice. Uh, and um, she's Randy. Let's put it that way. Do oh, I make sure. you horny, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Do I make you horny, baby? It's <laughs> so easy. I am. But no, so she she goes on a date with Thaddeus. It's relatively awkward until she decides it's, it's to stop the talking part and start getting the fucking part on, uh, which is great. And But, of course, this is Copperhead and... um. There's nuances here, not the least of which is Boo, not not my Boo that's on the show with us, but Boo, as in the <laughs> deputy right sheriff, face. huh? Right in my face. Yep, right in your face. He's livid because he had the night off and had a date, and then she made him work because she so she could go on a date. So he is freaking irate, understandably, uh, and he's bitching and complaining. 
And uh, it's essentially a look into her life. We meet her ex-husband for the first time. No kidding. Yep. And I won't get into that, but we do meet him very briefly. But it does obviously set the story. The fact that we meet him sets up the st- uh, clearly that he's going to be a factor here. Um, and uh, that's pretty pretty much it. We, it's a pretty much a, a look into her life, her backstory, and then her her personal need for uh, physical companionship. Wow. So is this a, a done in one or does it branch off? No, 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 no. There's it. No, there's a, the, it's the issue leaves us with a dun, dun, dun moment. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. What a great series. Yeah. Yeah. If Amber's doing great and Scott, did, Scott, <laughs> Scott Goodlewski is, uh, is, uh, killing it. Absolutely. I always think Outland. Whenever I read Copperhead, I don't know why. What a terrible movie! Um, but but Outland sticks in my head. Mm. Sean Connery. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's not a good film. Yeah, they're not reading number seven. I, I I'm up to six, so I got to read seven still. Y'all gotta get off your asses and get it done. Oi. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Well, supposedly, um, Battle World number one came out today. I would. Can uh, anyone? Can anyone verify this? So, Secret Wars, um, the main series is not going to be weekly, I guess. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's plenty of Secret Wars yeah, stuff, no, I'm sure, yeah, that came out. Yeah. But the, the main series did not come out no. today. Um, yeah, you're right. Battleworld came out. Uh, A-Force came out. Um, Master Kung Fu. There were, oh, Planet Hulk. No way. Yeah. The first one came out? Yeah. Oh, damn. Deadpool Secret Secret Wars. Uh, let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, A-Force, Deadpool, uh, Master of Kung Fu, Secret Wars Battle World, and Spider-Verse, and, uh, well, Ultimate End, but <laughs> that was inevitable. Ultimate mercy killing. And it is, it, I mean, the above ultimate end, it does say battle world, so. Right. But I, I'm not one to, to look at the, when I want to read something, I don't care how many books they put out. Yeah, I'm going to read it. Like Spider-Verse didn't matter how many different titles it crossed over into. I would have bought them all and read them all. But I did a little bit of looking. Secret Wars, they're going deep. Yeah. There is going to be a shit ton of books. Yeah. Uh, with oh, it's the, I mean, yeah. Not not just you know there and there are different different layers of it. There's like last days and battle world and there's tons of of. I I don't know. I it's, I don't think it's a case of you know how much is too much, but mm-hmm. it, it's really involved. Yeah, I would agree. I was scratching my head the other day. Um, I was just looking through uh, books. And I came upon when I said, why isn't Jason talking about this? What? Which means you probably, either you haven't read any yet, or you have, and you don't feel like talking about what? it. So I was, guess I'm going to call you out. How come you're not talking about Wolverines? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, because, oh boy. <laughs> it's not good? Uh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, I mean, what about what about it? It, it, it doesn't you know give your fl- fancy Ooh. some flight? 
Oh, yeah. Do, you have, do, I, do, I, do I have? Do I have an hour? <laughs> oh, jeez, I, I dude, not, it can't be that bad. Oh, I'm not. I was not a fan. Uh, are you still buying it? No. Wow. Right? No, no. I think that pretty much tells me everything I need to know. If it, if it's a Wolverine themed, look, it well, had the deck I mean, stacked in against spirit. it because yeah, it had the deck stacked against it because Charles Soule's abomination of a Death of Wolverine series. I mean, so right. oh, he was there this weekend. Yeah, and he's going to be in New York <laughs> Special Edition. Um, and rumor has it he's taking over the Avengers, which is going to make me throw up. No but, way. Uh, I don't believe. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, it's, it's the talk. But I mean, I don't know. It's not confirmed, but Thank I know God. it's been mentioned in a lot of places. It's the likely, the likely outcome. Um, so let me. I got after even remember fucking that book. Um, uh, geez. Uh, Wolverine dies. <laughs> And what is these, there's a bunch of, who's in it? Lady Deathstrike. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's written by Soul, so it's just basically his a continuation of the shit ass story he told us <laughs> in Death of Wolverine. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so <laughs> Mystique and X23 and Sabretooth and Doc and Lady Deathstrike and they're all have motivations to do something with the statue, whether it be protect it, Capture it, sell it, blah blah blah, and it's like, well, well, I, I was just not a fan. And and if I'm being totally honest, I like Nick Bradshaw's art generally, but I I I thought this looked super rushed. Oh so. boy, who um? Do you remember who the anchor was? Uh, he's his own anchor, I'm pretty sure. Either he's thinking um, himself now. Yeah, if it's not Walden Wong, then he's probably yeah. himself. Yeah, I think. I mean, he's been yeah, he's been doing his own thing for a while now. So yeah. Bradshaw's a monster, though. He is. I mean, no, he is. I just remember it. And again, this has been a while, but I, I, I remember it as looking rushed when I... So. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Look, these spinoff series are rarely good, right? I mean, when they're... Yeah, but it's a weekly. No, I know. Well, I think that doesn't help. Yeah, that's the quality of the that's art. Correct. I don't think that... Yeah. Uh, it, and it I, I'm, it sure, I'm sure Charles right. Soule is a nice dude. I, 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 By everybody I know that's talked to him or met him he's a nice dude but but uh just I, I he may have written some stuff that i would dig if i read it but i he's pretty much over for me right by this point well I mean, there, there's a bad taste in your mouth from the death of but i story. wasn't a fan of his work before that i, I mean that right. that but yes this is it's uh it's not quite like jeff Loeb turning the dude turning the dude into a, a, a evolved dog but but uh it's, <laughs> it's not too far off uh. and it was only Loeb's. Loeb's being at the head of all of these awesome Marvel TV shows that we've gotten, then I can look past that now. Mm. I don't, well, I don't I, hold a grudge as badly as David does, but I, I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so, well, I'm sorry about that, pal. <laughs> yeah, thanks for fucking bringing up a, a wound, dude. Did heal? Seriously? Well, no, I, I mean, it was Wolverine. I thought, well, let's get Jason, let's get Jason into the the, the game, and we'll. Do you talk remember about how Marvel Wolverine? Comics Presents used to be like essentially a Marvel tryout book? Yeah. That's what Wolverine uh, feels like, even though I think both of these dudes are Marvel exclusives. It's like it's not, not initially with Marvel Comics presents. Not, no, but there was always that one story. Yeah. Out of four stories, there was always that, that, that one that definitely that felt That one janky like, story and you're like, the fuck? Yeah. That the the Gerber Tom Sutton Man thing story in the first, I think it's eight issues, that's awesome. That's, yeah, that that's not a triumph. That was story. decent. Oh, decent. And then you had Basima, 
um, and Claremont with um, Wolverine. It was right. It was excellent. But you're right. As, as well, Marvel Comics Presents went on for a long freaking yeah. time. Yeah. Toward, towards the end, uh, you know, they yeah, don't do that anymore. Every do they? Other I guess. Fucking week like, too. They, oh, boo! Oh, wait. Oh, I got boo. Yeah. You know what I read a bunch of this week? What? Menage Three. Look. Oh yes. I'm not kidding you. Sweet. Yeah, man. Oh man, I'm I was at, I was at, I was at my uh, biz office's farm for. A corporate retreat, as I mentioned to you guys, and uh, it had the spotty Wi-Fi, you know, out in the country. And yep. in my haste to get to the to the thing, I didn't I didn't remember bring any book with me, so I uh, I don't know. Uh, so I was like, oh, you know, what do we got here? And then I, I uh, for some reason I thought Menage Three. I'm like, David's always talking about this book, and I read a little of it that first year that you praised it. But so I uh, I start went back and started from the beginning. I read uh, like 180 of the con- like 180 of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, Strong women it, characters in there too. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's hot. Oh, it's hot. It's a lot it of fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few moments that are a little uncomfortable, like, you know. <laughs> like with Dylan. Some pickle uh, sniffing and stuff, but you know, yeah, it's all yeah. good. I think Giselle is amazing. Oh, she is. She's, she's a match. And, and she is the nicest person. She she always likes my stuff. Whatever I put up on the Facebook, she'll like it. I and guess I'm it like, doesn't count when Jason and I like it. No, I mean no. I mean she doesn't have to do that. She that that's just just being kind. Right. Or, or she, likes, she likes it. E- either one is okay by me. Yeah, I would definitely but, love to get some art from her. I don't, I don't know if yes, she ever goes yes. to conventions, but. And I love it when she uh, puts pictures up of her past, like she was in a band yeah, and she's uh, got the, you know the rock and roll chick going on. She's it's just, she is. I like her a lot. Very nice person. And she's, it, it even makes it better that she's just like stupid talented. Amazing, yeah. uh, cartoonist. I think she's So it great. started back in 2007, right? So I guess I'm even yeah. like 2009 at this point, but. Yeah. I'm gonna try and power through it, man. Three days a week. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm a few months behind myself just because work's been a pain in the ass and everything else we've been doing. But yeah, it's, it's really good to kind of just, Go through a bunch because it 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 really is. I mean, and they and they have their own arcs. I mean, everybody, they, her and uh, Dave Zero, they they uh, they write a, they work on a bunch of. Um, there have been because you can, the website is is set up underneath the strips where you know you can just kind of read specific arcs and then it'll just take you through each strip and it it's it's three days a week and. Um, There've been it's it's been going on for close to a decade now, and uh, and and it's it is a real natural progression with the uh, with the characters too. It doesn't I mean you know it's it's a comic strip and there's some things that are a little out there, but for the most part you know when they when they introduce a character or it doesn't it, there, there's no cousin Oliver, there's nothing that you know just like oh shit now I'm out and it's just it it works. We're cousin it, Oliver. It's just uh, um uh, well duh I'm a big fan, but no it's uh. It's great stuff, and the fact that it is so easy to just look at is mm-hmm. is is such a high point. They, they my do great one stuff. minor complaint about it so far, and it's no totally push. minor. Yeah, just I'd like to <laughs> a little more clam sandwich. It 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 does get a little dirty at times, like not not Quinn and Vigil, dirty, no. but I mean. It it does get really I I don't want to say dirty it gets really sexy yeah 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 
Tim Vigil's just plain dirty. Right. Right. Oh my god, I saw some Tim Vigil original art was for sale the other day. Uh, it is yeah. so dirty. Oh, oh my god. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like I, you would. I don't know how you could ever. I mean, I could never have. Like it would have to be locked away. Like. Oh no doubt. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't be ever. Well, he recently got reported on Facebook. Because he does not, he he does not censor his art when he puts it up. Like right. He does right. he does the uh, the uh, sketch covers all the time, uh, yeah. and he'll put them up. And, and there's like it, it's mm-hmm. it's you know characters from from Faust doing things these characters would do. Right. Like there there are you like know stab somebody through the guts and pull up. You stab them with their dick. I mean, it, it, they're really raunchy covers, and he just puts them up. And I, now he has a, a watermark that he puts over the, the nasty bits that, you know, he censors them, self-censors them, just so he can just put the, the art up without having to. Because, I mean, if they took that, he makes a good amount of coin from selling. The, he'll charge like two, 300 bucks for a, a sketch cover. He does a wraparound, though. He just doesn't do the front. He does the whole thing. And if you're familiar with Tim Vigil's art, you know it's not you know, a 10 minute drawing. He oh yeah. Takes. No, it's totally worth it. I mean, if, if again, it's, it's the art is beautiful and we, we chatted with him and, and talked what it was in New York. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and we looked through his stuff and it's, it's raw. I mean, I, there was a bunch of pages <laughs> I would have happily paid because it's not really, I don't think it's overpriced for him for it being, no, no, no. Of it, but mm-hmm. I it just, it's so dirty. It was like, I don't know how I'm going to, it's just don't really know how I'm gonna, dirty. Yeah. I'd have, yeah. To, I'd have to stick it up with the, with the pern, but the porn's all digital now. So it's like, hey. and the thing that, the thing that makes me laugh is, He'll censor like nipples and you know uh, genitalia, but there's some guy in the back of the the cover that he just posted, like guts splayed all over the place. It's all red and there's right. like organs, organs hanging. Like he'll get away with that, but to show a nipple, uh, uh-uh, no way. A silly world we live yeah, in. No, that's that, that's art that Jason isn't going to have in the house until either the boys are 18 or they're all away at college. Yep. Love of the damned. I love Faust. Oh dear God, yeah. so good. But yeah, filthy as hell. Mm-hmm. Filthy as they want to be. Uh, I've I've been with Vigil since um, Silverwolf. That's yeah, a long, that a time, long ago. time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Grips right. and um, Eo's really dirty. Have you ever read Eo? No. It, it's it's all about like the organ orgone energy and siphoning like like that sexual energy from the universe, and it's disturbing right really really violent and and uh explicit uh with the with the uh fornication so to speak mm. i love it it was it it was crossed before crossed was a thing yeah respect i just i wonder why vigil doesn't work for avatar probably because they can't afford them that could be could be yeah he would be perfect on crossed mm-hmm. he would be huh. Yeah. It would be, but yeah, I'm sure it's a price thing, right? I can imagine those people are, the artists are not making much money. Right. Speaking of Avatar, uh, you guys all in on Providence? Well, I am all in on it. I don't know if, are you implying that the first issue came out? Cause I haven't read it. I mean, no, it, it, it didn't come out. Yeah. Yet. Then yes, I pre, I mean, I pre-ordered them. Yeah. Me too. And in fact, I bailed on Cross Plus 100 because Alan Moore, did the same thing. I did the He's, same thing. I I, I just yeah. I proved it up until the point where he was he was no writing it. Yeah. He's leaving it in the uh, able hands of Cy Spurrier, whom I like, but right now I can't afford it. So I'm yeah. I'm going to you know part ways with with Crossed 
until Mr. Moore comes back, like Garth Ennis. Right. I'm sure Moore will be back for another arc somewhere down the line, and then, you know, I'll pick it up then. But, uh, yeah, Providence is um, another uh, jump into the Neonomicon world that um, Mr. Moore has established, and I, I just can't wait. Lovecraft plus Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started. You know it. Yeah. Hey, girl. All right. Let's look at the clock. Oh, Jeebus. As usual, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get everything in the previews catalog your heart desires for a fraction of the price it would have cost you elsewhere, such as the Chrononauts trade paperback from Image is only $4.99, Book of Death number one out of Valiant is $1.99, and James Stokoe's You better buy it or I'm going to come looking for you. Godzilla in Hell, number one, is $1.99. In your travels, I I shot my wad with the uh, Sword of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I would like you to read. Let's just keep it in the wheelhouse. Pick up Spawn because I think John Boy Myers is doing some great stuff. Mm. 252 came out today, didn't it? Yes, it did. That's why I mentioned it. Um, So the regular schedule is being maintained like Mr. Kudransky did, only it's beautiful to look at, unlike that. So, uh, yes, uh, go buy Spawn. And to Mr. McFarlane's credit, Mm -hmm. the cover price has remained $2.99. $2.99. So if you get it through DCB service, you're going to get it for $1.70 something. Where else can you get a comic that price? Nowhere. Nowhere. Mm-mm. Read Spawn. Always read Spawn, but read it even more so now. <laughs> totally. That's true. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I guess well, what I was going to recommend, I will wait for next week. But um, number one, I you may not be down with this. The three of us are, and my wife kind of is. I'm going to say, go get a tattoo in your travels. But, oh, uh, God. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, and, and this is, this is a shout out to Stringer. We've talked about Brian in the past. We, we, we love the man's work. We're, we're happy with the work he's done to mm-hmm. us. Um, my man punished me this weekend. Uh, he, and he apologized in advance and, and, uh, and I, I, it was definitely a spot that I don't, uh, plan on getting tattooed in on my left arm, but it's, um, it's, I am, it's, it's always good to see him anyway, but it was, um, no, it, it's, I was talking to a coworker today and, you know, and he's, he's jonesing to get his next one. He and his son are probably going to do a road trip on their bikes and, and, uh, and maybe along the way might, might stop and get one to like commemorate the, the vacation. So it's, it's just one of those things where it's, it's pretty cool. And we're all in his, uh, in his book where, you know, he's got on the table so you can check out his, his, his wares. And he, uh, he's got us all, all in there. And um, actually he's got the Joe Hubert on Vince and, uh, in a nice little hardbound book. So he is proud of his work. Nice. And, and it is, he does? Um, yeah. Yeah. He's got a little hardbound light, like the kind of book you can, uh, 
from like blur from like iPhoto or something. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's, uh, it's a bunch of like Instagram squared photos, but yeah, the, the Hubert one is there. Um, uh, so keeping with the strong women since the, um, uh, I guess the series kind of ends that it's secret wars is happening. Uh, read Thor because number yes. eight came out last week and, um, who Thor is has been revealed and, uh, it's, um, I, I, I liked it. Uh, we'll probably get into it later maybe, but it's, uh, I think that, um, I, what the hell was that? <laughs> Jason tooted. <laughs> it's great. He did. <laughs> yeah, he, did. <laughs> he lifted up his leg. Um, so yeah, so, uh, so, so strong women, uh, <laughs> I'll make it this laugh. <laughs> uh, it is good times. It is awesome. Oh, oh my god, we are so damn professional. A little bit. Uh, so yeah, so, so I would like to get caught up on Thor as well. You should. It's been spoiled for me, but that's and that and and that pisses me off. Luckily, I, I I read it without being spoiled, and and um, it's it's definitely something where the I, I think how it's presented. Uh, affects the story. Cause you could say, oh yeah, this is who Thor is. And you're like, oh, okay. And, but I mean, if you're, if you're with it from the beginning, and I even went back and, uh, and, and read the Thor God of Thunder number 24, um, which is when, uh, Asgardia was like leaving Broxton and, um, you know, and, and, and reread the eight issues to see, um, to see about hints and, and where things were going and, uh, you know, I, I think we all agreed on who it wasn't going to be, and uh, and it it for me it it makes sense as to who it is. So, um, but we'll uh, when Vince catches up and, and reads it as in all in context, we can dissect it later, maybe. But um, no, that definitely, and like I said, and it's only eight issues because now now Secret Wars is starting. So, um, right. And I was, that was a little bit of a bummer as, as I'm reading things like, I mean, I know, um, like I got to the last issue of Punisher and Never Secret Wars. You get to issue 18 of, of Amazing Spider-Man and then, you know, on the bottom of the page it says, you know, next Secret Wars. Yeah. And there were some, some titles I think definitely, um, felt a little rushed in getting to the, getting to the end game before Secret Wars kicks off. But, uh, but there were others that, that didn't. And I, I think Thor is one that uh, that didn't feel the effects of having to speed it up so they can move on to to the next thing. But um, yeah, right. there you go. Well, that's always a, an ever present threat at the when you work for the big two. I mean, that's going to happen, yeah. right? But just to piggyback off what you were saying, just to keep it in in Asgard, um, it's really cool. The Angela is going to be involved in the Secret Wars, of course. But um, the time frame of the Marvel Universe into which they inserted her, do you know what it is? No. 1602. Ha! <laughs> and, and, and who... Neil Gaiman. Yes, isn't that clever? It is. it is. That's really, really smart. I like it. Go Marvel. So, I'm sorry, Jason. Go ahead. No, it's good. I'm going to keep it with the ladies again. Let's make this a theme night. Uh, in your travels, definitely give... Spider Woman to try, uh, by Mr. Dennis Hopeless and Mr. Javier Rodriguez. Yes. Um, it, it was, as is often the case, caught up, unfortunately, in an event at the start, which was Spider Verse, 
And mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever good to start a new series, you know, in the midst of something else. But, um, but if you hung in there or you maybe gave it up, come back in because since, uh, uh, since Dennis and Javier took over and re, I'm not a huge fan of the new costume per se, but, but I, but it, that's kind of, that's, that signifies when they went, took it in a different direction, but I'm a huge fan of the art style and the pacing of the book and the sensibilities. And, um, I think Dennis is definitely a writer that, uh, it doesn't get the appreciation that he deserves. And part of that is because he's still, he's still cutting his teeth into that mode where he's doing a couple books that they're asking him to do and he's killing them, but they're not huge sellers. And so I suspect that plays into him not being a household name, but he damn sure deserves to be. And if he keeps writing as well as he's writing these books, uh, I hope that Marvel gives him a shot at a, a book that will be, you know, a top tier seller for him so people can get a, a true understanding of, of, of how good he is with dialogue. But, uh, I'm really, really enjoying, um, Spider Woman since, uh, since it yeah. kind of veered away from the event and it's just doing its own thing. I think she's great. It's, it's, Frankly, to me, it's what Hawkeye with Fraction should should have been before it got all fractioning. So, huh. mm. and and I will say that it has gotten extremely easier to read. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The the first the first I think three issues were a slog. Absolutely. And it be because of you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. So good on Dennis. I yeah, like this Dennis. stuff a lot. Play all play you. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here with us once again. We thank you for that, like I just said. Um, if you would like to uh, repeat your uh, performance, please find the next one of these, the, the same place you found this one of these, and we will be waiting here for you because we have no other friends. <laughs> and, 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 and we really need you around. So join us, make our lives complete, and we will try to do the same in, in part for you. That's all I got to say. Well, someone else has to say something before we go. Um, say good night, David. Good night, David. Nice. So smooth. Mr. Butter. Um, we love you. Goodbye. Force fit more than we eat in the wild. Grazed on a mash that could suffocate a child Bloated, promoted in an ode to pomp and style Moisten in the feed while we choke upon the bile Corner in the market on the geese without the bones Hushing out the public in a strike without a drone The cage became collapsible, our sticks equipped with stones Get the motherfucker on the phone, the phone Get the motherfucker on the phone Get the motherfucker on the phone. The phone.